Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Marketing Mindset Podcast, where we believe that in order to grow a successful business, you need just two things, the right marketing strategies and the right mindset. I am your host, Maria Bentz, and I am the founder of MBM Agency, a digital marketing company who helps service-based businesses grow their revenue using online strategies. And I am here to share with you all of my tips and pointers every single week when it comes to digital marketing and business growth. Hey, so before we dive into the episode, I wanted to ask you something real quick. Are you launching something in 2020? Maybe like a course or a program or a coaching package? If you are, you gotta join our Ultimate Sales Page Roadmap. It will be a live masterclass that is happening February 18th, where we will be showing you how to craft an effortless sales page that converts for you on the reg. Are you interested? Visit mbmagency.com forward slash sales class and don't forget to use our promo code, which is podcast for $75 off of your ticket. Hey, so in today's episode, I chat with Amanda Rose, who is a multi-published author, actor, business, and mindset coach. She is also a motivational speaker and an online course creator. If you've ever thought of getting into the coaching industry, or maybe you already are, you've got to listen to this podcast episode. I love this conversation because not only do we chat about mindset and the mindset that successful coaches need to have, but we also talk about the misconceptions about the coaching industry, and she gives a lot of great tips on how you can be successful in your own coaching business. So without further ado, let's get into the episode. Alrighty, Amanda. Well, I'm so excited to finally be chatting with you. I know we just talked, we've been connected on Facebook for a while, but I'm excited to finally meet you kind of, kind of in person, (laughs) face to face, (laughs) I guess, and kind of just learn more about your journey and how you got started. So for those who don't know, tell us about your journey with entrepreneurship. How did you get started and what business ventures are you doing now? Yeah, so um, I'm going to try and summarize this concisely because it has been a zigzaggy road, (laughs) (laughs) Um, which I think happens to a lot of us. So um, for me, I never intended to be an entrepreneur. Um, I went to college for acting for film and television. I was like, full on, I'm going to be an actor. And I graduated into the 2008 recession. And there was Uh, nothing. (laughs) It was so brutal. Um, It was really this kind of wake up call for me. And what's interesting is I'm in Canada Mm -hmm. and usually the U S dollar is so much stronger than the Canadian dollar, which means U S film crews film in Canada. But in 2008, our dollar was way higher than the U S dollar for the first time in a bazillion years. There was just nobody filming here and it was just very difficult. So even though I had an agent, uh, there was just nothing to be sent out to. So I actually spent a year where my parents were just floating me because I couldn't even get a job flipping burgers, which was embarrassing because I was an A student my whole life. So I was like, what is happening to my life? And um, yeah, it was just really like threw me for a loop. And so my very first job that I finally got was door-to-door sales of all Mm. the things in the world. It was just not what I expected. Um, And that wasn't something that lasted very long, but it was an interesting kind of experience. And then I got into just basic retail jobs which mm-hmm. sucked so yeah, much I did retail um, for a long time not a fan <laughs> the retail thing just sucked my soul dry and 
the interesting thing is life always leads us where we need to be. So Mm -hmm. because I hated that so much, it did propel me to go out and find another job. And I found a company that only hired actors. And it was a sales job, though. Um, So if you guys ever remember those commercials where they had the Ginzu knives and they cut through the can on TV, that was the company that hired me. So I was in like retail stores and we were selling uh, mops and knives and all these cool like home products. And they only hired actors because you had to learn this like 30 minute monologue and all of the right like placements and moves and stuff. And it was kind of cool. And I was really good at it. And I was finally making money for the first time in my life. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is so cool. And unfortunately, like most people, we don't leave jobs, we leave bosses and we had a boss change. And (laughs) my whole life just kind of crumbled when that happened. This guy was a piece of work. He called me on my only week off and yelled at me for 30 minutes while I cried. And I just couldn't do it after that. I was like so devastated at that point. Wow. (sighs) It was something else. So I quit my job with zero prospects. I did not know what I was going to do, but I was very burnt out. And it was kind of this reflection point where I was like, I I wanted to be an artist. I wanted to do meaningful work with my life. And I I was kind of in this like quagmire of, I don't want to go back into the working world, but I don't really have my own idea. Like I was just kind of stuck. Mm -hmm. And so I ended up joining an MLM. Okay. which nobody knew what that was because it was 2013 and it wasn't like a thing. Yes, yeah. <laughs> so it was just kind of something I fell into. It was a company I'd been a customer with for like over 10 years at that point. Okay. I lost like 38 pounds with the product. So like I believed in the company. Um, so it was kind of my introduction to the online space and running my own business. And it was not at all what I expected because social media was not my jam back then. Mm. I was like, I gotta use Facebook bros. Like that was my opinion. back then. (laughs) Um, and it was difficult because it was trying to learn this new space because sales in person, totally different from sales online. Yeah. Yeah. Like, different worlds and so I was doing all the wrong stuff at first like you know buy here links and like spamming people's inboxes sorry people um, <laughs> at least you take ownership of it <laughs> yeah, but I think that's how we learn I think yeah yeah until, that didn't work mm-hmm. okay didn't, why didn't it work and how, what can I try instead and that was my learning process and I am that person who has to try it even mm-hmm. if somebody's like that doesn't work I'm like but does it really not work? Like, <laughs> I love it's, it. it's the way I learned. So anyway, I did everything imaginable wrong that you can do on the internet. And then I finally started to get traction and things started to happen. And I was getting regular customers and orders and building my team and all this stuff was happening. I'm like, cool, this is exciting. But I wasn't growing at the rate that I really wanted to. Mm-hmm. I couldn't, there was this missing connection that I couldn't quite figure out. Cause I was seeing people who were wildly successful, just like, and I was like, I'm doing what they're doing. I'm not, and I couldn't figure out the disconnect. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because it was right there in front of me the whole time, personal development, which, you mm-hmm. know, in MLM, that's like all they talk about. But I was yeah, like, oh, yeah. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. For some reason, uh, I was like, no, no, I know that stuff, guys. I'm, I'm, I'm cool. But uh, I was too cool for school. And that unfortunately kind of kicked me in the butt. Mm-hmm. And what eventually happened was my husband lost his job. And I was not quite making enough to cover, you know, the mortgage and the car and feed us and all that stuff. And I was like, oh, crap, what am I going to, like, I'm not giving up and I cannot go and get another freaking day job. Like that was like, mm-mm. Yeah, yeah. Not, yeah, like it's just, it's not. Like once you have a taste of working for yourself, oh, I can't imagine. <laughs> 
So it was like, it wasn't an option for me. And, and it was like a thunderbolt in that moment. I was like, personal development. I have to get this money mindset. I have to learn this stuff. I have to figure this out. And so I went like hardcore personal development, like threw myself in, did everything it said to do, no matter how uncomfortable it was. And our lives just, it was, it was crazy. It was like this 180 spin. Within six months, we manifested six figures. We moved, we got a new house. We like, we just, everything in our lives changed. I finally pursued my dream of becoming an author. Like everything just went and so I was like, that was the missing link. And so I had to pay it forward at that point. That was like my mission. <laughs> so mm -hmm. it's kind of shaped where I've gone since then in getting out books, doing motivational speaking, getting into the business mindset and wealth coaching, that kind of thing. So that is my really zigzaggy journey <laughs> to wow. where I am now. <laughs> I love it. I love it. It's, I have like, I'm like, okay, I have like a few things. I'm like, oh my gosh, I got to get it out. But it's interesting. So I had a couple of people on here that I interviewed that the 08 recession was, even though that couple of years sucked for them, that was really what turned them onto entrepreneurship and their lives completely changed because of the recession. They were not able to get jobs and they had nowhere to turn except themselves and they just you know created these amazing businesses which I think is you know so interesting to see how people took something that was bad and then developed it into something amazing and your story is so interesting and so similar to mine because um a little back backstory on us so I've been in marketing for like over five years and I was freelancing um, kind of like a couple years into my marketing career, I was like, oh my gosh, I can totally do this for other companies. So I started freelancing and, um, we were originally in California. We moved to Georgia because we like really fell in love. We really wanted to be here. My husband ended up getting an office job here so we could move. And then the company that I was with full time, I negotiated to do part time remote. And then I did my freelance work after that. But after we moved to Georgia, we were like four months in, we have no family here, um, barely any friends. We were like super new to the state. And so the company that had originally hired him, they decided to close his department. And so he lost his job. And then like a week later, the company that I was with was like, hey, this remote thing is not working out. <laughs> so I was like, crap. And I was the same. I was like, I don't want to do another like office job. And literally within months, like such a similar story, we were like, okay, what do we have to do to make it? And it, the main thing that really made a difference was mindset. And that's why I even created this podcast. It's called the marketing mindset because one, I think you need a good marketing plan, but two, you really need to work on your mindset if you really want to be successful. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So such similar stories, but even though like that season in our life sucked, like I'm sure it did for you now, I'm like so happy it happened because I don't think I would be here today. Yeah. I, I think it acts as a catalyst. Yeah. Like that. And I think it is the universe trying to communicate too. It's like, there's always these little open doors and I don't always think we see the little mm -hmm, ones. Mm -hmm. so it's like, okay here you go. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, because oh, <laughs> I think in like, cause I feel like, you know, we have this purpose that gets put onto our heart for a reason. And I always saw it, but I was the type of person that was very safe and secure. And I don't think I would have ever like quit my full-time job and went into this full time because I would have always been a little bit scared of the risk, but I had to like get pushed into it to yeah, take advantage of it. 
<laughs> yeah, and I think it's really scary because we're taught get a secure job, mm-hmm. get a stable, steady income, and it's very the first time we go and do something where it's not stable, it's very jarring. And the one thing I'm grateful for with the um, the job where I was doing the, the knives and stuff is it was pure commission. So mm-hmm. I had to learn that before I did my own thing, and it was very scary. I remember my very first day on full commission. I was like. I don't know if I can do this. Yeah, yeah. I've been doing really well up until then because they had like a grace period. And I was like, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Breakdown. And I remember calling my, um, the guy who trained me. And of course I got his voicemail. I didn't get him at that time. And I leave this message where I'm like, I don't know. You know, just crying basically. And then I went and did one of our shows and I, it went really well. And I was like, yeah. And I come back and there's this message waiting for me. And he had this like golden speech that I wish I could have like saved where he was like, today is a great day because <laughs> day that the ceiling has been lifted on your income. And he keeps going on and on. And it was just this like super empowering speech. And I was like, yes. <laughs> I love it. Oh my goodness. That, that's so funny. Just how similar and full-time commission. I feel like that's a good like precursor into entrepreneurship. Yes. Um, so when you look at your business journey long-term, what would you say is your ideal scenario? Like where do you want to be? Like five, 10 years. Yeah. 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 Um, definitely. There's a lot of growth focus in a lot of different areas and I guess I realized I kind of tapped into a few things that I do. Like the main things that I'm focused on at this point are motivational speaking, um, business mindset and wealth coaching, as well as the book creation. Mm -hmm. Um, I write a lot of books. I've currently got uh, 11 full length books out as well as amazing books. So (laughs) very much into the author world. So um, definitely down the road, seeing the books becoming an even even bigger part of the business. Uh, I definitely want some of the books to get into so I also write science fiction. I would love like television shows yeah. out of that and a whole franchise kind of pulling together from that. Um, and really in terms of the coaching end of things, um, just growing to hit more people because my goal is to impact and change at least a million lives. So that's my, that. my goal with my business there uh, in the, in the mindset. Really. Yeah. And I feel like that's going to expand and become like a hundred million eventually, but that's my kind of, five to 10 year goals to hit a million lives and really transform them in a way that's really positive. I love that. So speaking of mindset, and as you know, my podcast is called the marketing mindset, as I mentioned, because we believe that mindset and marketing are such key important pieces in growing your business. So my question for you is what was your biggest mindset struggle when you first started and how did you overcome it? Uh, it was definitely around money mindset. And for me, a really big thing that I discovered was I had been carrying around broke actor mentality. Mm. And I think anybody who goes into the arts can run into that roadblock because everybody asks you, so what's your day job going to be? What's your mm. job? And like every person you talk to, even though, you know, all the time I'd be like, I'm going to freaking show you like, you know, the, the fierce, like kind of feisty, like, I hate that. But deep down it, it like wears and it grates on you and you worry and you have doubts and, and all that kind of stuff accumulates. And I realized uh, when I finally went, okay, I had to deal with this. Like I'm tired of just scraping by what's going on. 
And when I really dove into that mindset, um, it wasn't just the broke actor stuff that came up, but I realized there was some key pivotal things when I was growing up that kind of stuck with me. So my dad's actually an entrepreneur and growing mm. up, he was building his business and my mom was a stay at home mom. So there wasn't a ton of extra money. And of course it was, you know, it was, you know, up and down what was coming in. So it was always kind of like that. And I remember this one incident where my mom took me shopping and we had this amazing day and it was just like one of those like, yay, like mother daughter days. And we come home and my dad just freaks out because she spent like tons of money and he was just yelling and screaming. And in that moment I was like, Oh my God, take it back, take it back. And just crying. And I realized in that moment as, a, as that child, because we don't have the, the rational thinking at that point that I had made this association that money was scary and that if mm -hmm. I have, I cannot be loved. And this mm -hmm. was this roadblock. And of course the subconscious mind, it wants to always be loved first because that means it's going to be safe. And so I had to go and discover all of these elements and heal through that to be able to welcome money and see the positives with it. So I think that's one of the biggest things with mindset is un uncovering where is it coming from? Where's mm -hmm. the root? Because until mm -hmm. we get rid of it, it's kind of like weeds in a garden. It'll choke out any flowers we're trying to plant, any positive stuff. So getting to the subconscious root is like my big thing when I talk to people. I'm like, get down to that sucker. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How long do you think it took you to like oh, to actually get to realizing that and then overcoming it? I think it was um, like mostly in the initial, I want to say it was like two or three months worth of really digging and, and, and uncovering and there's different layers to it. Yeah. As well. Yeah. It, I don't think it's always just incidences. Cause I know people who are like, I don't, I don't have any specific thing that comes up, but that doesn't mean you didn't hear things repeatedly in television. Your parents mm -hmm. made life's, you know, not a bowl of cherries, money doesn't grow on trees, like all that stuff we just hear more mm -hmm, things that mm -hmm. we witness and we don't recognize at the time that it did make an impact. I think it's all of it and it's, it all accumulates, whether it's, you know, your religious leaders, your mentors, your parents, like yeah. it all kind of creates who we are. So we have to dig down and go, is this who I want to be? Yeah. Who I want uh, to carry that, yeah. As an entrepreneur, do you find yourself having to kind of rework your money mindset every so often? It's something that I work on regularly because yeah. it was such a big thing for me. It's something that, you know, every day I make sure that I am creating positive money mindset, that I am right in the beginning of my morning. I always go through it and I'm picturing where I want to be in about five to 10 years. So I love that you asked that question. Yeah. There. Because <laughs> I always, every single morning I'm, I'm visualizing it and I do my gratitude list and my affirmations that really reinforce who I want to be. And yeah. Life create in this world. So I, I think it's something that's really vital that we make part of our daily lives. I love that because I, you know, like my first kind of incident with money mindset and going into mindset, you know, I spent like a few, like maybe six months or so. And I was like, I got this. I'm good. My mindset's great. And then, you know, business is growing, business is growing. And with growth comes growing pains. And I like found myself stepping back into old thought patterns. And I'm like, oh gosh, I need like, I didn't realize this in the beginning, but I realize it now. Like I have to consistently work on that. And I love that you say you make it part of your morning routine because I have it. And I'm like, I'm going to. <laughs> it's, it's really helpful, I find. And kind of going back to the like the the garden analogy, I kind of like the idea of like at first, like you say, that six months was really focused and you really made good progress. And it's kind of like you found the roots of all your weeds and you plucked them and then you planted your flower garden, which is all the stuff you want to become. And I think just like a garden, you know, dandelion seeds blow and suddenly a weed's growing again. Mm -hmm. we 
out, but it doesn't have to grow into this big, scary thing again. We can get it when it's just a little runt, as long as we're aware of it, I think is the big thing. Yeah, that's a really good analogy. <laughs> it makes so much sense. Um, so you're launching a coaching program for coaches. So tell me a little bit about that. Yes, so I have um, the eight-week coach academy, and we actually did the first round of it um, in September, which was okay. amazing. It was mind blowing to watch everybody go through it. For me, I think one of the things that drives me nuts on social media is we see all of these advertisements, you know, six steps to six figures, and all of these like easy promises and. Well, don't get me wrong. I'm sure there's really great value in what that's offering. I think it's warping our perception because really success is like a, a 10,000 piece puzzle. And each one of those pieces is important. And you have to learn how it goes together because business is, I mean, there's so many elements to it. Mm -hmm. There's marketing, there's sales, there's back end, there's front end, there's, you know, in coaching contracts, there's learning your legal, there's, you know, should you become an LLC or a corporation? Like, all of that. There's just so many different elements to it. And I wanted something that comprehensively had all of it, but that it also didn't say you have to run your business like this, because I believe we're all very unique and that we need to be able to grow our business in our own way, because we all show up with different skills and different talents. And some people are visual, some are kinesthetic, some are auditory. So I think everybody needs to grow in their own way. So mm -hmm. I wanted something that was really supportive, but also malleable. Gotcha. To be able to suit different people. Gotcha. That makes sense. So what advice would you give to someone who is just starting out as a coach? Just starting out as a coach would definitely be um, watch out for comparing or trying to be the other coaches you're seeing who are successful. Because I think that's a big trap we fall into. Like, oh, if I just emulate that person, of course I'm going to be successful. And when we kind of do this imposter syndrome thing, which I think is really common when we're new, Mm -hmm. It doesn't feel right. We're attracting the wrong audience. We're not attracting anybody at all. And then when we finally are ready to be us, our audience is like, what just happened? <laughs> Where'd they come from? Like, it's just too weird. Yeah. So I think part of it is that being you and being okay with being you and showing up in whatever capacity that means. And I think that's where that personal development and mindset comes into because it's scary. It's like being naked online when we're ourselves. Mm -hmm. really truly ourselves online it's very scary and so definitely dive into the personal development get the mindset right and then show up as yourself I love that I love that what do you think are the biggest misconceptions about becoming a coach or being a coach I, I would definitely say the need for all of these certifications and and you know you have to do xyz before you ever launch and it's not true um I think whatever you bring to the table is important and, and don't get me wrong i'm going to say like if, if you're like going to be a therapist coach okay well you probably do need to have yeah, like yeah. something in your background in that case but <laughs> like let's say you're going to be a business coach and you've already got 10 years business experience well then you just teach from your experience and you don't need the bleeding certification you don't need the you know accolades to be accepted i think sometimes we expect like oh if i go through this you know six months coaching certification, I'll just, I'll be booked out. And I see it all the time where people do that. And then they're like, I, I don't even know how to sell. I don't know how ah. to market. And I'm like, that's what you should have invested in some yeah, marketing yeah. training. <laughs> do you think so, people think of that it's like easy? Yeah, I think it's the big misconception and sales and marketing. I mean, my goodness, those two things, if you don't have those in your business, you don't have a business. There's no yeah. way to make money. And, and that's the big thing. And I think, um, 
just to add to what I said, well, certifications, I don't actually think they teach you that much based on what I've seen people take away from them. I do believe in investing in yourself, investing in trainings that are going to help you grow. I think that is really important. And part of that is marketing and sales. Part of that is personal development and mindset. You know, it's all of it. And so learning all of those components are very important and also not trying to rush. Mm -hmm. I think sometimes we're like, I want to be there now. And I love how Tony Robbins said we, we uh, overestimate what we can do in one year, but we underestimate what we can do in 10. And yeah. I think that's really accurate because I see people and they're like, they're ready to fly out the gates. They're ready for $100,000 months. And I'm like, you can have that, but like, <laughs> let's take it down a notch because you're going to be really disappointed when you make 200 bucks this month. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Celebrating it, you know, because it's, it's growing and it's growing pains. And I mean, guys, my first month as an entrepreneur, I made 50 bucks. So <laughs> That worked really hard for that. <laughs> so I think it's important to know you'll get there. You will yeah. get a massive success, but celebrate those little wins along the way. Like even though I made fifty bucks that first month, I was like, I can do this. Oh my yeah. god! Yeah. So <laughs> because it just shows you, like, okay, I, I can make money come in. So if someone is not full-time coaching, what would you say are other steps that they need to take in order to become full-time? Like what are those key pieces? I think it's a little bit different for everybody. So this is definitely not a one size fits all answer. Um, some people need to quit their job before they replace their income because the job is weighing them down. Okay. And for other people, if you walk away from your job before you have your income replaced, if your mindset's not there, you're going to be so freaked out about it and so in lack mentality that that will destroy you getting your business further. So I think it is part of recognizing who you are and where you need to go for that element of it, knowing when, when to walk away from your job. There's no right answer there for you. Okay. Just, I think that's important to throw out there in terms of steps and what you need to do to build the business. Um, like we talked about before, sales and marketing are your bread and butter. If you don't have that, you don't have a business. So that's where your income's coming in from. So you need to know how to relate to your audience. Who's your niche? Who are you talking to? What's your message? What is your mission for your business? And it's interesting when I ask people for their mission statement and they're like, $100,000 a year business. And I'm like, that ain't a mission statement. <laughs> <laughs> so definitely knowing some of those terms is really important. And then even though I... Uh, I don't think we have to place too, too much value on this. It is important to know your, like your elevator pitch and that kind of thing. Cause I see people where like they work on their business all the time. They, they know what they do, but then somebody asks them, Oh, what's your business about? And they're like, I, um, online help people. And it's like, Oh, Oh, Oh God, that did that, that just sound like you don't know what you're doing. Mm -hmm, <laughs> so mm -hmm. It's important to do that mostly. So you have the confidence behind what you're doing and so that you can clearly and concisely convey what you do. That, in itself gives you the ability to communicate better and communication is marketing. So mm -hmm. I think that's why that's important to know that element. That's a, that's a great, that's a great statement. Cause I think even when thinking back to when I first started and doing freelance marketing, or even when I had my business, like people would ask me and I would just like kind of have like throw up this answer. <laughs> now I like have that elevate. I literally say the same thing every single time. <laughs> And I, and you can see the reaction on people's faces, even of like how seriously they take you. <laughs> it's neat. It is really neat. And, um, I definitely, I think for me, my turning point with knowing how to convey what I do is I, I remember it was a family member and they were asking what I was doing. And I was, 
at the time I was doing the health and fitness MLM and I was like online I coach people with um like weight loss and stuff like I just I didn't know how to talk about it and it was really awkward and long it's like I didn't shut up for five minutes and then I was like I do this every day like I just <laughs> so for me that was my kind of like light bulb moment that man that was terrible like I'm glad he's not going to be a customer like <laughs> Yeah, I think it's important. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, I can totally relate to that. Um, so is there anything else that I missed in regards to coaching? Anything else that you wanted to add that would help people if they're just starting out in that space? Um, I think uh, probably one of the things I hear the most is, you know, people complaining when they're starting that they don't have a lot of money to invest, like hiring mm -hmm. a coach off the bat or even some of the bigger programs. If that's the case, my goodness, books, guys, books, 20 bucks, get a book. The books have so much information in them. And there's books on everything from your mind, like money mindset to regular mindset to how do you build a business? How do you connect with customers? That was for me what I had to start with. Cause I, I was like, I wasn't in a headspace to be able to throw out, you know, 10 grand at a coach. So I was mm -hmm. like, okay, I can get a book and it's going to yeah. give me knowledge. And as long as I apply it, it will get me forward. And then I can invest in the next thing. So well, I never want you to hold back from investing. If you're like in that fearful state, get a book. Even if you can't afford a book, go to the library. Um, get yourself that personal development that you need to grow. And especially if you are in that, you know, the mindset of I can't afford a coach. Get something on money mindset. Mm -hmm. you, mm -hmm. next step. <laughs> Is there any money mindset books that you would recommend? So many books. <laughs> What's your um, favorite? My favorite is definitely Secrets of the Millionaire Mind. It is hands down the best that I have ever read. So I, I love that one. It's one I go back to constantly. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. I read that after like after I got into Money Mindset. The first book that really turned me onto it was You're a Badass at Making Money by Jed Sincero. And then I recently, I just finished um, Happy Pocket Full of Money. Oh yeah, that's a good one too. And um, I just did the trick to money is having some. Mm -hmm. uh, trick to money. That was really good as well. And I love Jin Sincero because of the stories. You really remember what she read. I mean, nobody's ever gonna forget the goat pee story. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I know. Yeah, she has a story in every chapter. She was the first one that really like turned me, and I was like, oh, this is a thing. <laughs> and then I like just dive in deeper and deeper. Um, so good. So. Um, 2020 is coming. Um, what is next for you in 2020? 2020, um, I really wanted to refocus back into a lot of the mindset stuff. That was something that was really big for me. So I've got two really big programs that I'm in the middle of building. Uh, one of them is called the Alchemy of Manifestation. So we're mm. going the science, the spirituality, and the psychology of how manifestation works. And then we're doing three like condensed weeks of manifesting practices. So everything oh, cool. from money to career, it's really comprehensive. So I'm very excited about that. And at the end of February, um, I'm launching The Abundant Mind, which is specifically towards money, um, money manifestation, but also, you know, how do you, when you make that money, what do you do with it? How do you use that money? How do you save it? How do you invest it? Like, what's that look like? Because I feel like that's something most of us don't know how to do. We were never taught what to do with money. And I see, especially with coaches, and it's scary to see this, I made my first 10K months. Two weeks later, I'm really badly in debt. And it's like, oh my God, <laughs> I don't want to do that anymore. I want to see people make their money work for them. 
Yeah, that is important. We were just, my husband and I just took like a financial course. We just finished just like a 12 week thing, I think. And I was like, why were we not taught this in school or like growing up? Because like, yeah, yeah, we don't know where to invest. Like it was all about like investing and saving, getting out of debt, all this stuff. And I was just like, this is like very vital information. Like, why is this not taught? <laughs> it's yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm like, we could have gone without some of the calculus, maybe. Yeah. With some, like, even like some basic stuff, like how do you go to the grocery store and not overspend? Like, how or, do like, you do taxes. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or like, or like, I remember, you know, getting my first full-time job, moving out, just like calculating, like how to pay for rent, like how to do your monthly budget, how to make, uh, yeah. <laughs> you should yeah. know how to do this. So yeah, I, I feel very strongly about that because I'm so like I'm so tired of seeing people really struggling with it when we don't need to half the time and a lot of times we are spending way too much on shit we don't even care about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That too is is getting out That's of the buying habits that we get stuck in. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so where can people find you online? Uh, definitely Facebook's the best place to find me. I am there all the time <laughs> um on my website i'm on kajabi i think i gave you the link because if i say it out loud it's just long. <laughs> <laughs> yes i'll link it in the show notes <laughs> yeah definitely the best places to find me uh i'm also on instagram uh at amanda rose author if you guys want to look me up you can find me there <laughs> yay Cool. Thank you so much for joining me today. I had such an awesome conversation and I love that it was like a lot of it was centered around mindset because I am like huge about that. This podcast is huge on that too. Oh, so much fun. Thank you for having me. If you've enjoyed this episode, please hit the subscribe button if you haven't already and leave us a review with your main takeaways from this episode. But thanks again for joining me today and I will catch you next time on the Marketing Mindset Podcast. Thank you.